Hi, this is Fran Sullivan, and I'm back on the air with the Italian American Radio Show. I have hosted three radio shows here in Las Vegas. The Nevada Home Show, Front Row Center Stage with the Stars, and the Rant Radio Show. Our main focus with this presentation is to call businesses like yours that we want to be part of the Italian American Radio Show and Podcast, a program nearly 3,000 years in the making. We're live. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Fran. We're on the uh, Italian American Radio Show and Podcast. I... Um, I have some bad news, I guess. Our girl, Francesco, she won't be in today because she was sick last week and we kept telling her she was sick. She didn't want to believe it, but she was. So now she's now she's out sick. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that's what happens, you know, and uh, young kids, they don't want to listen to nobody. In any event, uh, we have a show today. We got... Uh, a few people that we want to speak to. I I would like to speak to that young girl from South Philly with the with the book. I'd like to call her Denise today. I don't know if do we have her number. We do have Denise's number, um, and we also have Jeannie out in Massachusetts. She's uh, she's one of the Italian American uh, club clubs out there that we want to speak to and see what's going on out there in Boston. Uh, also, you know. It's funny, I, I put this show together, it's a little over two years trying to put it together, and it really is a great idea, I mean, to, to be able to put a bunch of people together and uh, a block of people that can, can make a lot of things happen if they, if they stick together and they do it. Um, what I'm finding, though, is that a lot of the people that we we uh, reached out to, for instance, we sent out over uh, easily 2,000 emails a year ago to uh, members of Italian-American clubs all over the country. And then just two weeks ago, we sent out five, close to 500 invitations. They're, well, they weren't invitations, actually. They were they were uh, Valentine's cards. And in it, we had another little card with the self-addressed envelope to, to mail back to us. Um, and it just had a few questions on it, you know, to uh, let us know if they're interested in being on the air and, and participating with the show. After all, the show is going all over the country. It's going all over the world. It's not a bad idea to be able to get your name out there and your your club's name out there and your presidents and whoever else is there, you know. And uh, I, I, I put in there, you know, if you have a, a graduation, if you have a, a birthday dinner, if you have a, a wedding, if whatever, any anything that you'd like people to know about, please get, get in touch with us and, and we'll promote it as best we can. Now, I'm getting to something here, you know, so bear with me a minute. Um. The idea to the show was, like I said, the, the whole idea was to get the, the uh, Italian-American audience, uh, the Italian-American people to become an audience for this show and be able to help us out and we'll help them out. Uh, 
I put together a lot of things, you know. I, I put stuff together in Milan, in Rome, in Venice, in uh, Trieste. Uh, and Genova, Genova is, uh, that was left up to uh, our little girl, Francesca, you know, that she's, she's out today. But, uh, you know, she wants to do the uh, sports wrap-up or the football or uh, soccer, whatever, you know, whatever. Everybody has a different name for it. Europe, it's football. But in any event, what we want to do is uh, get out to as many people as we can and get them interested. So that's why we we put out over a 1,000. Uh, who was that? Jeannie? Uh, over a 1,000 people um, that were affiliated with Italian-American clubs. Uh, I got back maybe two emails, maybe. Uh, it was very depressing. And uh, and two responses on all those cards that we sent out, those uh, Valentine's cards, which was a really simple thing. It was a very nice card, and it explained a lot of what we're doing and how we're doing it and inviting them on to the show. And two... Uh, I, we put a card inside the, the card, the Valentine's card, with a self-addressed envelope, a smaller one, uh, and five questions, just five simple questions. You know, would you like to be on the show? You know, how many members do you have maybe in your in your uh, your uh, uh, lodge? Uh, just simple, simple things. You know, it was five simple questions. I got two, two of them back. I got one. Well, actually, I got four back. One was nothing. The other one was question marks. Instead of saying something, he put question marks on five different answers as their answer. And then I had two other ones that uh, one made sense, and which I will be getting back to them. They're down in Arizona, very, very polite people. It was a very nice return. But my point is what I'm saying is you can't do that. I can't do that for the Italian-American people if I'm not going to get a response. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait another week. And I, because I have an idea to do something, I just don't want to do it right now. But so I'm going to wait another week. I want to see what, if we get any more uh, correspondence back from the people that we sent things to and uh, emails back from the people that we emailed and see if we, we get any kind of uh, answers to uh, what I'm trying to put together. And I'll know next week and you'll know. And uh, uh, hopefully it'll go the way I want it to go, not the way I don't want it to go, but we'll see. And uh, it's not the end of the world, but uh, it just, uh, you know, I spent, in reality, I spent two and a half years putting this together, and it, and it's it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Not yet, anyway. But in any event, what we want to do now is I'm going to end that conversation and hope uh, little Francesca gets better. And we're going to also uh, get on the phone with Jeannie, She's out in Massachusetts. She's on now. Jeannie? Good afternoon. How are you? And belated happy Valentine's Day. I feel so sad. You sound so sad. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, you know, it's, Jeannie, when you, you know, when you put work into something, a lot of work into something, it's not something I did over a weekend. Right. I started this, you know, in reality, I started this a little over two and a half years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I understand. I hear you. I'm. We've kind of gone through the same thing in the last seven years with our organization. We um, it was founded seven years ago, and right now we're up to seven thousand members. But we we suffer from the same thing. It's hard to get people's attention, right? And I chalk it up to sometimes a pandemic and. People are busy in the state of the state here. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, of things going on that we have to sort of drill through that and say, okay, now come back to us where you can have fun, talk about your heritage, and be proud. Right. And it does. It takes a lot of work and uh, a lot of time, and we struggle too. But we keep at it. Just like you, we keep at it. Well, it's that, important. That's exactly what you have to do. You got, you know, you can't give up. Yeah. I just, uh, for some reason, I guess I was just ante- anticipating a, a a bigger audience, you know, that would be excited to be on uh, a radio and be on podcast and be able to talk about their family and talk about their friends, talk about their business, uh, show some pictures, and you know. I love and, that idea. You know, I love that. Send that. To me, and I'll put it in our. We we try and do it twice a month, but I'll put it in our newsletter, and have it come right. I'll have it send them right to you, but I'll put it in our newsletter. It goes out to seven thousand, and and hope people get some time. It it is important remembering our heritage, celebrating our heritage, and teaching it to our children and grandchildren is so important. Yes, it is. That's the that's the trick right there. Get these younger people interested in their in their culture, and you know, uh, they they don't know it. Uh, most of them don't. They they just they're not. The no, because you probably your parents, like my parents, my parents were first generation, and for them, they it was frowned upon for them to learn their language. They were eager to speak English, um, identify as an American. Which meant, you know, you didn't take your your um, meatball sub to lunch. You 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 asked for peanut butter and jelly. They were eager. They wanted turkey on Thanksgiving. They wanted to assimilate. And so, what happened from that is, my generation, we didn't we didn't hear the language. I think we got some traditions because we were the go to grandma and grandpa's on Sunday and um, have dinner with the cousins kind of family, but. The thing that was lost is a lot of these traditions. So now, after my mother's gone, I go back. I do, um, what is it, the Bufana? Do you do the Bufana? No. Uh, seven days after Christmas? No, no, I'm sorry, I don't. That's, that's fun, though. I mean, and it's an easy way to start. You just get your grandkids or your kids, and you give them a Hershey candy bar, and you say, the Bufana came last night, and they say, who? And you tell them the story. <laughs> but we have, it's a struggle. It's a struggle with trying to get them to be proud of it and to be interested in it. Well, that's that's you got to teach them. That's the see my my problem was uh, my grandfather came here uh, from Trieste and uh, you know thank God he uh, he had seven children and uh, you know that was the the way the, of the of the people in those days you know they. And yeah. uh, he worked for the New York Times. He was a typesetter for the New York Times. And he got sick, and he, and he passed away when he was, uh, I believe he was 37 years old. Wow. He was, oh a, young, he was a young guy. And uh, yeah. 
my mother remembered them well, and my mother always talked about him, you know, and uh, he uh, he was just a young man, and uh, he left my grandmother with, you know, a bunch of kids. You know, my mom was only 12 or 13 years old. And, wow. And she, wow. Uh, and there was younger ones than that, you know. You know, um, next month, March, is Women's History Month, and I generally, in my show, I celebrate it by having, I, I keep it to an Italian female, because I can relate more. And we have them talk about exactly what you're talking about, family, their parents, their grandparents, and how strong they were. And, and as women, we don't often give them enough credit, because in actual fact, most of them worked. They had to. They came here poor, um, and they had to go and help the family and go to work. But even doing that, they made sure they had dinner on the table. We sat, they sat around the table with their families. They waited for their father, their husbands to come home. And they still, strong women, got so much done. They, they were out in the garden. And, you know, I remember my own grandmother out here in Boston, um, sitting in the front lawn digging up the dandelions for the greens. <laughs> and those are the things that, what a strong person. Then she would go inside and, and make dinner. And it's amazing what they did. It really is. And I try and start Women's History Month by going back to my roots, my grandparents, and my parents, my mother, the things she did. And then we have young people that think, what do you mean you didn't have a washer, dryer, <laughs> dishwasher? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Way different world. The, the Women's History Month that they celebrate sometimes isn't the real reality of how hard women work, especially, uh, you know, my mother's generation and my grandmother's generation. So, again, I think that is so important, which is why I do it on my show every March. Um, so we'll do it again We'll do it again March 12th and, and see how it goes. Well, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll go well. You have, you have, a, you have the numbers. The, yeah, I, I think so. The lady, I think the, so. the lady that sent me uh, a response to what I sent out on the invitation, the uh, Valentine's card, I think they have 3,000 members down there in Arizona. Excellent. And, uh, so, you know, between you and be, maybe with her and, uh, whoever I can pull up the, the station here has a lot of people listening, a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, not necessarily Italian, but some of them are, I'm sure. That's okay. And uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because um, what I found anyway is, especially now with the unfortunately the climate of, that we live in, we don't all of the different cultures, whether you're black, Hispanic, Irish, whatever, American Indian. We all have the same family values, which is why the Italian-American Alliance is, and it welcomes everyone. You do not have to be Italian. We, we believe the foundation of our country and our family is God, family, loyalty to the United States of America and the Constitution, and we embrace that, and we welcome everybody. And, for, you know, we value freedom of speech and benefits of um you know, associating with other people without any discrimination, and we're proud of that. We're proud of that, and I think, unfortunately, we all have to try and get back to that, not just Italian people, but everybody. And, and now, like I say, the culture, the, the climate in this country can be so hostile 
it, it really can. So we party, we raise money, we have fun together, and we, as a matter of fact, the girl in Arizona, please feel free to give her my email. I'd love to join her organization, and she can be part of our organization. Oh, I'll do it. I'll absolutely do it, Jeannie. I, I absolutely and, will. And unless we do that, we reach out and, and we, we accept emails and we become friends with people in other states, then I think we are going to stay isolated, and we can't. We can't anymore. No, no. And, uh, you know, the, right after the Second World War, uh, you know, things were really good. You know, the 50s and the 60s were really good. It was a good time to grow up as a kid, you know. I agree. <laughs> and, and the families were, were, were really close, you know, and the dads were home and uncles were home and uh, friends of the family were around. You know, there were soldiers that came in, you know. And yeah. They, they were they were there were no nonsense guys because they had spent four and five years fighting a war, you know, and they got back. You know, they didn't just because the war was over, they didn't just go home. They kept them right. over there, some of them, two and three more years, four more years. And that's uh, right. My father happened to come home because he was um, burned and injured. So one of the stories he that he kind of told he I'm one of um, four daughters, so. He didn't have any sons, so he told us all the all the stories. And he went he went went to California, where he took a train back to Massachusetts in his pajamas to get back home. Out of the walked out of the hospital, and his sisters didn't recognize him. He was so thin, but you know. And this is again a proud family story that I tell my grandchildren. So my father came back, and before he left, he had said to my grandmother, his mom. Please take my checks, and um, I want you to leave this situation. My grandfather was abusive. And he said, I want you out of here. Take my checks and leave. So when he got back home, he found his mom in the same place. And he said, why didn't you leave? Because I didn't take your money. And he, she took him to the bank, and she had deposited all his checks. And she said, this is your money. So he immediately left Waltham, Massachusetts, went to Newton, which was over the line, and he bought a house for his mother and his sisters and two brothers that were still home. And they, he bought a house on Commonwealth Ave in Newton, and he gave that house to his mother. And that's how he, he came back as a man, respect for his family, love for his mother, and the important things in life, and he gave them a home. And she stayed in that home till she died. But these are proud stories, and, and my father was Italian, of course, so this is a proud Italian story. But we, I think every culture has them, but we're proud to tell them. We're tr- proud to tell our grandchildren because our focus is always our family and, for us, God and our country. Well, the Italians are very, very religious people, that is for sure, and they do have the stories, and... That's a great one that you just talked about your uncle. And, uh, that was my dad. That was your dad? That was my dad. Oh, God. Yeah. That was my dad. And, what um, my dad? yeah. And that's what he, all his life, that behavior, he would, he, he ended up going to college on the GI Bill and, um, graduated from, I think it's Emerson in Boston. Wentworth, I'm sorry, Wentworth in Boston. And became a um, licensed electrician. Worked for MetLife. Can I say that? Yes. And and did very well until he got sick. And and um, 
And his brothers did well. One was a teacher. Um, so, you know, that's what they wanted. When they came to this country, my grandparents wanted their children to do better, and, and they did. And then, in turn, they wanted us to do better. Yes. And I often say to my grandchildren, do you realize you are the product of why your great-grandparents came to this country? One of my sons is a um, special ed teacher. Another one works in, in um, I don't even know, technology. I don't even know what he does. My daughter is also a teacher. They all, One went back for his master's twice. This is what they wanted. They, they own homes. They have families. They're members of the community that get involved. This is what they dreamed of. When they said the American dream, this is what they dreamed of. And I think we have to teach them that and remind them of that. They're still, they're Americans, yes, but they have a proud, rich culture that we have to teach them. And by joining Sons of Italy or the Italian American Alliance or the other groups that are around the Italian groups, I think it's important too. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's what you're trying to do for sure. And that's, Absolutely. Which I, I, I found that out. Not that I was, because I wasn't affiliated with the Italian American Sons of Daughters at the time when I, when I came up with this idea that I wanted to do this show, which I'll, get into some at another time you know because it was just crazy how i did it but um i just I've, i i didn't like what was what i was hearing on a radio in another city and and i just said this is not right and um in any event i i took a lot of time to put this together and uh i'm very happy with everything i mean i i know that we put a lot of time and thought into it i have a young lady Emily, she's down in uh, Emily Cuomo. She's down in Louisiana. She started with me. That's almost wow. three years ago, and she's she's down there right now with the family. She went on a cruise with her mom a couple of weeks ago, and then she naturally they all get sick when they get off the cruise. <laughs> so, so she's sick at her mother's, and I just spoke to her now. I said, "Are you getting any better?" She said, "No, not really." I said, okay, we'll just hang in there, Emily. You're going to be fine, you know. Oh, uh, get me her email, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I will. I can use her. <laughs> and all we do, I mean, all we do with the American, not all we do, I, I should not say that. I'm going to rephrase that. Some of what we do is we follow Columbus Day, and we try to educate people that Columbus, Christopher Columbus, is not the murderer, bad guy that they all make him out to be. You know, they, they have said he did this and that, and and we've tried to educate them and say, this is the truth about Columbus, and there are five different books written, not by Italian people, but by other people that defend that Columbus did not, you know, try and kill people, and, and that he came here, he didn't even come to the United States, he went to the Caribbean, and, and uh, that's, that's where he landed, but... We try and educate them, and then we try and also make them aware of what we do, which is we respect all cultures. We welcome all people into our group so that we can learn about each other. And this has been seven years, and we have grown so much in seven years. We do a lot of um, fundraising 
we have we have taken part in a language school here in Massachusetts. We donate to the veterans, and we give scholarships. And, you know, that's the important part of what we do, too, not just educating people about our heritage, you know, our foods, which we could talk all day about our foods, right. but all our traditions. And, um, and then we turn around and help people. Again, going back to our roots, my parents helped people. My grandparents extended a hand and helped people. We're doing the same thing, but in a more formal way. Yes, the, uh, that generation, that's what they did. They truly helped people. I mean, uh, it, it's amazing, you know, the, the things that they did to, uh, to help people. And, uh, we, we have people in, uh, the cemetery, you know, that my grandmother put in the cemetery, you know, that's not family, you know, maybe they were just people had nowhere to go, you know. That's right. That's what they did. I mean, these, they, they were they were kind, understanding people, and uh, uh, it's just uh, it's amazing. It's a great it's it's great to talk about that, and I want to keep talking about it. Uh, do we have to, to hold on one second, Judy? Do we not have to break for anything? Okay. Um, I was just checking with uh, the, <laughs> the boss over here. Perfectly and, okay. Yeah, and, uh, but he said no. Uh, okay. But in any event, yeah, what I, what I want to do, I want to be able to call you again and speak with you again. Absolutely. Whenever I want. <laughs> Whenever you would like. You have my number and I will take your call. Okay, darling. That's what we're going to do. But so what, what's the weather up there now up in, uh, your, your, oh, woods? it's so nice. It's, uh, 41 outside. Um, tomorrow they're saying it could be up to 50. Yesterday oh. was bitter cold, bitter cold, um, in last week. But we haven't got, we've only had two big storms here this winter, which is great. Oh, yeah, that is great. Yeah. Total of nine inches, that's it. And, um, yeah, it is great because, you know, it's tough here. Some winters can be really cold, <laughs> and it's dark early, and it's depressing. Yes, <laughs> we uh, should be in Florida. <laughs> my grandkids are here, and my kids are here. We should all be in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I know what you mean. I, I, I was going to do a show from Florida, and I, did, I didn't do it. I, I said, no, I'll do it from here. I'm from, keep it here in uh, Vegas, you know. If I have time, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what we do. Um, Please. For other Italians. Now, where we, where I was born and raised was Newton. Um, and I don't know if you heard there, but there was a t- Lieutenant Alfred Pizzella. And he was killed in action in 1943, World War II. He was from Newton, Mass. And the Italian-American Alliance heard that his remains came home in November. So we immediately, with the with the veterans groups that we belong to, we immediately found out where they were going to have his remains, respectfully offer condolences, be part of um, you know service, and then the Italian American Alliance. So we did all that. We went, and it was it was so moving. These were now great nieces and nephews of this young man that that was killed, and. They were so touched that other people, in particular Italians from the area, came out to honor him. So the Italian-American Alliance took it one step further, and we um, there is a memorial in Newton to the victims of 
there were eight of them that were from Newton. So as part of, yeah, as part of um, um, one of the original board members, one of the um, original founders, Sandy Young was the original, was the founder, but I was on the team um, right after. So we have a 9-11 memorial. If you Google it, it's newton911.org. It's an amazing memorial to everybody who were murdered that day. So in our memorial, we included a brick, probably three brick walkways. And these brick walkways are used to engrave the name of a loved one, somebody in your life that made a difference. Lots of times now people are putting their parents, veterans, um, and some of the men, some some of the wars. We we offer a brick, uh, thank you for your service, Marines and, and, and Army and Navy. So this particular day I said, I think we need to buy a brick for Alfred, Lieutenant Alfred Pazella who is from Newton, so we have had a brick engraved, and when the good weather comes here, which hopefully will be April, we will have the brick put into our memorial and have a formal service for him at the memorial honoring him. And again, it it reminds people of two things. These veterans died for us. Yes. Italian people who were here, not just Italians, Irish, Indians, black, everyone came together to defend this country, but we will never forget our own. We will always honor people like Lieutenant Alfred Pazella. And I'll tell you another quick story um, when you have a minute about the priest that was killed in Vietnam, and they're trying to get a stamp made for him. But again, I go back to honoring people, respecting our own, and celebrating the life of Italian-Americans who made a difference in this country. We, our, our ancestors were the building blocks of this country. They were the foundation of, that made our country great. And we'll never forget that. We will never, that's the Italian-American alliance, and that's what we do. Well, everything you said is true. Everything you said is, true, is very, very true. I mean, they, they were the builders and, uh, you can you can go and, and see their work all over the country, uh, everywhere. You can see the you know from the uh, the uh, stone masons that they were. You know, I mean, they they just they did everything. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, statues and you, you could go on and on and on. You know, but, but about the Italian American people and the Italians. Period. You know, it's just so many stories to tell, and I I wanted to tell them, and I and I do want to tell them. And, uh, you know, but it takes time, you know what I mean? You can't do it all in one shot, you know, you're like, no, but, uh, you know, you can't, Jeannie, you know that. Uh, yeah. What I got to do, though, well, I got a couple more minutes with you, dear. And, um, but what I want to do with you is I, I'm going to get you the names, uh, emails to those people. And, uh, I'm gonna, great. I'm going to tell them about you, too. And, oh, uh, thanks. And maybe they'll, they'll get to you, and I'm sure they will. They'll send you. Oh, something. that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. And then we can, you can put some other stuff together for maybe next week or the following week, and uh, we can we can get back on again and, and spend another half hour or more. You know, with that you. sounds great. I would love to because um, part of what we have to defend. This, this will be just two minutes. I promise. No, go ahead. <laughs> we were discriminated against 
No matter where you lived in this country, we were discriminated against. And you know what? We were, we were all put into, oh, you must be the mafia or Italian jokes and some of the demeaning shows. We every day have to show people that we are not that. That is not who we are. We are proud Americans and we are proud Italians. And if you want to get involved in the IAA, my email is easy. It's virginiagardner at AOL.com, and I welcome all your emails. And if you just want to help and keep us in the loop of what's happening in your state, that would be great. And I thank you so much for giving me this time because I think it's important. Jeannie, you're, you're more than welcome. And, you know, I spoke to you a few times already, you know, not on the radio, but uh, I'm going to have you more on the radio. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, because th- you have a lot to say. You've been around for a while. I mean, you, your uh, your uh, affiliate out there is is strong. So your affiliation, I mean, you know, so you got a lot of stories, and you got you a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's people out there that would love to hear some of them. I know there's people here in Vegas love to hear it, uh, and that's what it's about anyway. You know, the, the, for the Italian. People to tell their stories, tell, whatever it may be. Who cares? You know, they're all good. Um, yeah, and I tell people write them down, or you know, sit in front of a, your video phone there and record these stories. And they'll say, "I haven't had a, a perfect life. I didn't do much." Yes, you did. When they start to talk, you realize just how wonderful they were. Yes, exactly. Exactly what you're saying. It's exactly true. Yeah. But it's been a pleasure being on, being on your show. Same and I look here. forward to doing it again. Well, you will. We're going to torture you, just like I said, Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a great day. Belated happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Thank you very, very much. Tell your, tell your husband the other half I said hello. I will. <laughs> have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Ed. Bye-bye. All right. What do we got there? Johnny, hey, what's up, how are you doing, John, from uh, California? No, I'm actually on Mars right now. I, I took my spaceship to Mars. <laughs> I couldn't stand Earth anymore. It's so disgusting. <laughs> what a what a dump. Well, <laughs> well I'm, in LA. I'm doing good. I mean, uh, she, Jeannie was very nice. I enjoyed speaking with her. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, Okay. Part of a big organization out there, and uh, that's it's great. And that's what that's why you started this to tell the story. And uh, and Fran, I'm gonna. Do you mind if I take a minute or two? It might embarrass you because you're too you're too damn humble. But I gotta say some stuff to people that don't know you. I know you. All right. Good. Good. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know you don't want to. I've known Fran over 22 years. I was a system manager at Blue Legged Bistro. No, this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> uh, oh, I wish it was. I'd love to have their spaghetti and salad and some wine. And, but anyway, I've known Fran for 22 years. There's people that talk a lot, and boy, these days, there are the people that talk a lot. Fran's not one of those. Fran's also not one of those that does things for money. Fran does things out of a passion a vision from his heart. When he started his other businesses, Fran knows how to rock and roll. He did some stuff back in Philly, New York City, that would blow your minds. He doesn't talk about it like that to impress people. He just simply states the facts of what he's done. He's proud of what he's done, not because it made money, just because he had the vision and, and what the keyword is, 
acted on it. And that's why I'm going to challenge people out there listening right now. Because I've been, you know, I, I've been, you know, Fran and I for how many years? Up until six, seven, eight months ago, we talk twice a year, have the best damn phone calls for an hour or two. And then, yeah, happy new year, pal. We'll chat soon. It'll be six months, which is fine. It's just, that's how it goes. I've, back, I've been back in LA since 2006. Okay. Let me wrap this up as best I can. Um, but there's people that talk, 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 talk. And you know what? I'm tired of it too. I want people out there. I've been involved with this for about seven, eight months. It's been so fun. When I heard Fran's real vision, exactly, because we talked about it on and off for a year or so, but I didn't know exactly what he's going for, what Fran wanted. But I, it's been so fun to be a part of connections I've made, and and not because for anything, just to help, co- again, collaborate, support each other. If people are saying, oh, I, I'm all about supporting people. I'm all about this and that. It's like, you know what? Most people aren't. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Fran's don't like BS. Friend doesn't BS nobody. I don't either. Look in the mirror. Be who you are. Say who you are and act on it. And so that's what I'm going to say. Support this show. Support this vision. Support this thing. It's about Italian-American heritage. So if you, if you really believe in that, act on it. Support the show, whether it's advertising, sponsoring, telling other people. You, you might know someone in town, uh, uh, wherever, whatever city you're in. Is uh, oh yeah I know I know someone that owns a, a plumber a plumbing business Italian American thing I mean it can be anybody you know Fred doesn't care about Sam and support the show it's really not that big a deal and I like to see Fran I'm just putting a suggestion out for people that don't have well you know business or right now well, I have a little business on the side but it's not much but I'm just saying like maybe a PayPal link people could you could put a PayPal link on maybe starting next week for people who send in five bucks ten bucks because I know you want to keep this show going not for you. It's for the Italian-American people. So people really believe what they're saying, act on it. That's all i got to say. I, I love your show. Love you, Fran, and uh, all the best to you. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. and uh, We'll talk again sure. maybe later today. I might give you a ring. I uh, might. I okay, might, we, John. Well, I'll be having dinner down at the bootlegger. That's spaghetti. Oh, and- me. <laughs> me. I'm kidding. Gonna, I'm gonna, kidding you, John. You're going to pick up my free meal, huh? my wine and my bread and my salad and the bus. <laughs> I'm all right, friend. Great. Yeah, that's great. If you have a time later, great. And if not, hey, all the best, brother. Thank you, Johnny boy. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, buddy. Bye. Yeah, John. John's, uh, yeah, he's told the truth. I know him. 22 years, yeah. Oh, I went, I went by fast, 22 years. Whatever show is going by fast, too. Can we, oh, didn't, oh, uh, what, huh? Yeah, let me take a break here, and uh, I'll talk to my my main guy here at the other side of this desk. Okay, be back. We're back. That was a uh, very short intermission, but... Uh, it's okay because uh, we're uh, we're trying to talk to some people that we haven't spoke to in a while, and uh, it's again you know trying to explain to people when you're doing a show like this, this is kind of different than me doing a show like I did like front row center stage or something where I would have entertainers here and I could talk about Caesars or I could talk about uh, Wynn's new new place and and some of the entertainers there. Uh, because there was always something to talk about. This is different because I'm dealing with people that I don't know. I have to call them. I got to get in touch with them. And we have to introduce them to you 
and to myself actually. And uh, but the uh, the whole idea, the whole concept is is good, and it should be done with different nationalities, not just Italian. You know, you can do it with any kind of a nationality. Um, that's how I got the idea because I I just I was in in Jersey uh, with a friend of mine and. I just heard something on the radio, and, and to be honest, I, I really, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like what I was hearing, and uh, and I and I, I heard it two different times. You know, I was there for, uh, that week. I had to pick something up for someone for her actually, and it was a woman, and, uh, and then I had to go back again and do it again. I was using her vehicle, and uh, in any event, you know, the, the same nonsense was on the radio, and I just said, you know what, this is. Uh, you know, I got an idea with it, and the idea was the Italian American uh, Italian Americans uh, radio show. And uh, but when you start to put it together, you know, you you have to research, do a lot of research, which I've done, and you haven't even uh, you haven't even heard anything yet, you know, because it's just we're trying to get the the bugs out of the system, the kinks out of the system, and. Uh, it takes time to do it. You just can't get on the air and start blabbing about, uh, you know, the uh, Senate, even though the Senate was made, you know, 2,500 years ago by the Italians in, in uh, Rome. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole story. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to do that yet. But I have the story. I have the, uh, the story of Mark Antony and... Uh, Cleopatra, I have that story also, and it's very interesting. The real stories are very interesting, and uh, you know, it's not the movie version. Uh, so, I mean, it, it just that will come down the line. You know, that will do that, and and you go on to the different people that uh, made Italy what it is. You know, the architects, excuse me, the architects, the the uh, sculptors, the the painters, the artists, you know, just the the popes, uh, you know, just everything. I mean, it is a story of popes, I mean, that will blow your mind, you know, when you find out, you know, that uh, they were like generals in the army. I mean, it was just, but uh, that's a, that's something that will be, I can't do that. I might have to take one 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 thing at a time and and uh, put it out on the, on the, uh, on my uh, Facebook or put it out on my internet and tell people that this week we're going to have a section on something like that or we're going to spend 20 minutes or half an hour on something like that and uh, it's worth listening to because it's very interesting when i started to look it up all the different all the different things you you read about the italian uh agriculture and their architecture is just unbelievable you know and you you look and say god away you know no wonder they were able to conquer the world at that time. But, um, and and you know what else I saw that was so funny, and I, I saw the, the how they destroyed Philly with the old the old buildings that we had. Instead of just leaving them alone, they would tear them down, and uh, they were not so much in South Philly, downtown South Philly, where I grew up. Those red brick buildings, uh, they're still there. Uh, they, for some reason, I don't know, maybe because the people couldn't afford it, you know, to re redo them. 
but in Italy, and I guess in other countries over there, they don't destroy their property. Some of those properties are a thousand years old, fifteen hundred years old. The roads that lead to their homes are two thousand years old. It's un- it's unbelievable, and they were smart enough to just leave it alone. You know, if they have to patch something, they patch it. They don't get into painting it, you know, certain colors. Uh, there is a place called Portofino. Now, that's a different story. It's beautiful, and it, and it is different colored, but I think that's because uh, it's a, it was such a beautiful little inlet of it down there, and the, the stars from the 40s and 50s have been going there for forever, you know, and it's so the homes there but, uh, that are right there on that little inlet. They they are different colored, painted, I guess, and uh, it's hard to tell, but it's just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. But the idea is that they had a they have a style about them. The Italian people, you know. I was just today. I'm listening to something today on on the Facebook about how they they shop every day for food. They go out for fresh food. They always want fresh food. They don't they don't want to eat something that they bought in the store a week ago or three days ago. They go every day and they buy They buy what they need. And uh, that, that in itself is just un, unreal. But then again, I can remember as a kid in, the, in, the, in South Philly, that's what I used to do with my mom. You know, she would send me up to, there were a couple little stores, grocery type stores. They had everything. But she would send up, Basically, maybe once or twice, uh, uh, I'm not going to say once or twice a week, but uh, I would say she would buy enough for two days, you know, for us to eat. And uh, and then again, you know, as, as the week went on, it would, it, would be that, it would be like that. There was no uh, frozen, you know, foods and stuff like that. The, that stuff came in in the late 50s, but... Um, that was the demise of uh, good food <laughs> when they came out with the Swanson dinners, you know. And people said, boy, this is great, you know, instead of having, uh, you know, real pork chops and real hamburgers and real uh, a piece of steak, you know, it just uh, chicken, fried chicken, you know. my. But uh, my mother was a great cook, and she truly was, you know. And, uh, so we, we had very little of that frozen stuff. I mean, we had it. My mom would buy it every now and then for kids, you know what I mean? But but her her cooking was uh, top-notch. As most of the people down there, they were, the Italians, the Polish, you know, and um, the Irish people down there, they, they could cook. And, um, and they enjoyed it, you know. And they enjoyed seeing their children eat. They wanted their kids to eat, you know, the good food. And uh, and we did. I mean, I did at my home. I'm sure my buddies did. Not all of them, but some of them didn't eat so well. But uh, when they got to my home, they ate, they ate like there was no tomorrow. But uh, everybody has that problem. You know, everybody has a problem in their home of some sort, you know. And uh, sometimes they can bring it to somebody else's house and somebody else will take care of them. And, uh my mom did that a lot, you know. I had, uh, I won't talk about it. It just, it was, she was just a, she was a real, she was a winner. 
That's all I can say about my mom. She was a winner. And the people that knew her, and uh, they know it. They know that Dot was a winner. She, she'd do anything for you, help you out. Uh, I spent a lot of time with her, uh, so maybe that's what rubbed off on me. A lot of it rubbed off on me. Uh, but I didn't hang around in Philadelphia. I, I left. I was 21, and I got, went down to Florida and spent some time there. And then I went out to Indianapolis and spent some time there and stopped over in Chicago. You know, it was the start of my, my rambling, basically, you know. And then, but I did go back to Philly and, uh, and I ended up getting married. And, um, that's a, that's another story. That's true. I always, I think about that a lot because it was divorced, but I think about why, why that happened, you know, a lot, you know, these days, you know, every now and then I think about why did that happen? You know, why did we get divorced? You know? And there are reasons for it, you know, and, um, not always mine, not always hers, other people's reasoning, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't particularly care for it. But, uh, in any event, um, the show, we'll get back to the show. The show that I want to do is is to to allow the younger generation, the Italians, we sent a lot of uh, invitations to colleges that have, they have their own little clubs in the colleges, Italian-American clubs. And we sent a lot of invitations to them to get back to us. And I'm sure they will. So, so, sooner or later, they will. So we got, is, oh, okay. Uh, the... Um, the idea is for them to get back to us and we can speak to them or we're, we're, we're going to be calling them also. But, uh, again, this is a big, it's a, it's, it's pretty big. It, you know, it's, a, this event should really be two, three hours a, a, a show or, or minimum should be five days a week, but I can't get the airtime. And, um, but we'll work on that. And, uh, the, uh, you know, I had the airtime five, you know, my contract was originally five days a week, two hours a day, you know, but, uh, a lot of things happened and the COVID came in and it just, we couldn't put it together, you know? So, uh, in any event, everything works out and, uh, we'll get, we'll get it all straight and, um, everybody will be, everybody will be happy when we, once we, once we get it started, a different John, well, put, Different Johnny. Johnny differently. How you doing, John? <clears throat> Hi, John. Friend, uh, I'm just getting going through radio stations, and I got you, and you rekindle so many memories. I'm originally from Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Oh, really? And I live in Wilkes-Barre. No kidding. And we had relatives. We have relatives in South Philadelphia, the Pastorellis. Uh, they had a chicken uh, uh, poultry market there. Yeah, Ninth Street, and, probably, or Seventh Street, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 79 years old. God bless and, you. And uh, how old are you, if I may ask? 75. All right, so we're the same age. Uh, and you brought back so many things. And if I could just tell you a quick story about my mother's father, my grandfather, no, no. Go right ahead. We got four uh, minutes. During the, or okay. no, just to, to tell the story, we'll keep you on. Don't worry about it. Good job. Uh, during during the Second World War, my father is in, in 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 Europe, and my mother and I are living with my grandfather. Twelve children, wow. uh, eight girls and four boys. His wife died giving birth to the thirteenth. 
He raised 12 children from the ages of 1 to 18. Uh, and my mother, my mother was about 13 when her mom died, my grandmother, Ursula. Anyhow, I'm living there. I call my nonno. I think he's like my father because I'm living there since I'm, I'm born. And I'm the first of 28 grandchildren. So I was spoiled rotten <laughs> by my seven aunts and my four uncles. I mean, I, I was, I was, oh, they, the girls fought over me to, to change my diaper, they told me years <laughs> later. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, I go to school in 1950, first grade. I speak fluent English and Italian. My grandfather had a third grade education from Perugia, Italy. He was a sheep herder. He came here in 1911 when he was 21 years old. And he was a coal miner in, in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. I'm sure you're familiar with the oh, coal yeah, mine. Oh, sure am. And I go to school, and all my aunts and uncles that are home are waiting for me to get off the school bus. Hey, Giovanni, Boccia, Kiffi, Sabine, blah, 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 you know, in, in Italian. Yes. And I, start, I started talking. My grandfather is there, and he says, basta, stop. Stop it, yeah. He's an American. <laughs> only speak English. Yeah. This is 1950, Fran, a third grade education. He knew what America was about. And that's what they did. And that's, you know, but the shame of it is, Johnny, is that a lot of the children, they didn't learn the Italian. They didn't get it, you know, and, uh, you know, so, and so they couldn't give it to their kids, you know? Well, all, all, uh, I'm second generation, like I guess you're second yeah. generation. And all of my mother, all of my aunts and uncles spoke Italian. Right. Fluently. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I think was the only one, like I said, because of the first, uh, the being first born that, that spoke Italian. But as I got older, uh, they would never speak to me in Italian again because of what he said. And the only thing I would hear was bits and pieces. See, you know, you walk around the streets and people come up to me and they hear you peaky Spanish and this and that. They only spoke Italian amongst themselves and in their home. They didn't speak Italian in front of uh, yeah. the Irish right. or the yeah, uh, Polish true. or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, they did it at home. Yeah, and, uh, and and you 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 want you want a story about food. My grandfather had a cellar, a clay cellar, where he had the prosciutto and the pepperoni and the wine. <laughs> and in the middle of the summertime, ninety-five degrees outside, that clay cellar in the in in the cellar was sixty-five degrees. The wine was there, the yeah. prosciutto was there, the salami. Anyhow, and then at the at garden, he had an acre of property. Not one flower on the acre was all planted. At the end of the season, the tomatoes and everything, peach trees, apple trees, cherries, everything was canned. So we had a pantry down in that clay cellar of everything you could think of, from cherries to uh, pears to uh, just about everything, cucumbers. So my mother, we got an A&P in the, in the, in, in the town I was from in, in Wilkes-Barre, uh, about 16 years old. And, my, and like you said, my father and mother shopped every two days for food. Yes. We never had nothing in the in, not, nothing in the freezer. My father never allowed a jar of mayonnaise in the refrigerator. <laughs> or A1 own. sauce yeah. or, or A1 or whatever. So anyhow, my mother tells me to go get something at the A&P, the new A, 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 whatever it was, Acme and Pacific, A&P. Yeah. And I go there, uh, whatever she wanted me to get, I can't remember. And I'm looking, there's peas and corn and all of the things that we got in the cellar. And I said to my mother when I come home, I said, Ma, 
I said, all the stuff we got downstairs, they got it in that A&P. I never, I'm 16 years old. <laughs> I never saw <laughs> because we only went to the Italian American stores. I never saw any of this crap. And I said, Ma, they got they got peas and corn and everything and cans and Swanson TV dinners and everything. And my mother's laughing. She said, Yeah, she said, Yeah, John, they got all that stuff too, but we don't buy that shit. We don't buy that crap, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's uh, how it was. So, uh, Fran, if I may ask, what time did your show start? 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock. 12 to 1 every Sunday. And you're on every Saturday? Sunday. Uh, yeah, today's Sunday. I'm a day late it's, already. It's I'm right. getting too it's, old. It's okay, Joe. Uh, and uh, I, I, from what I understood, I used to go out with a girl in Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking to that gal, uh, a Jewish girl, <laughs> Joe Jacket. Uh, anyhow, uh, you're trying to uh, uh, just continue the Italian heritage and her- educate people and so forth. And uh, uh, that's a great idea. And if there's any way I could help, I'd be happy to help you. Do we have John's number? Do we have his phone number? Can we can we get your number or email, John? Or you... uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to give you my full name, my number, whatever. Everything off live... the air. Off the air, we'll do it. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. You, I okay? live in, I live in in the uh, Green Valley area near the Green Valley Ranch Hotel. Oh, okay, I'm, all right. Casino. You're here in town. Okay. You yeah. know, I, uh, I I've I've been in this town since 1977. I can tell you stories. I first came to this town in 1966 to see Sinatra and Dean Martin at the Sands. Couldn't right. get in. I stayed at the Castaways across the street for seven bucks. I went downtown to the Fremont Hotel and saw Frankie Lane. Wow. Remember him? Yes, Mariah, Rawhide. I sure did. $3.95 for two drinks. The 8 o'clock show was so good, I came back at 11 o'clock and saw the same show. <laughs> well, he was worth it. He was worth seeing. I mean, he was fabulous. Nice. Yeah, and I, I went broke at the crap table, and the, and the casino manager comes over to me and says, Hey, kid, are you broke? I says, Yeah. He said, Are you hungry? I says, Yeah. He said, Here's a dinner company. Here's four or $5 chips. Make sure you tip the waiter, the waitress, and the waiter when, when you get the meal. And then he said, After that, get the F out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That was 1966 when the town was rough. Yeah, the, the town was real, is what it was. It was real. Yeah, you know, so, I was going to so mention. How, real you, how do you? How does an Italian get a name like Fran? Uh, Francis. Is it Francis? Francis Xavier, actually. Francis Xavier, like about yeah. old blue eyes. Yeah, just like Frank. Just like I Frank. could tell you a story, a story about him when I met him in Newark, New Jersey. Well, we can't. We can't do that now because we're already. No, over. no, I know. Another time. Another time. Yeah. But uh, in any event, Scranton, it was a great place for me uh, in the 70s, 1971, 72. They had the flood up there in those days. And, oh, yeah. The big flood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, did you ever go to Old Forge and have the Old Forge pizza? I don't know, but I was just going to tell you the best pizza I had. I don't remember the name of the place. The best pizza I had ever was Scranton. Ever? Uh, it's Old Forge. Well, Old Forge I, I, is the pizza. It's right next to Scranton. It's about two miles from Scranton. It's the best pizza in the whole world. Yeah, There's about well, eight restaurants on one block, and every one of them, all Italian restaurants, and they're all full, and they all have the best pizza and the best veal and the best clams, and uh, it's absolute. You ever get back to uh, Scranton, go to Old Forge. I will. I, I will. I, I, if I could find it these days. I couldn't probably find I lived out there at the, at the Casey Hotel. I lived out there for almost six months. 
Oh, that we're right in Scranton. I was right in Scranton, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I did yeah, a lot no. of work See, in Wilkes-Barre, though. I was about 18 miles from there, Wilkes-Barre. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember the the square. down In downtown Wilkes-Barre, they had a square. You go around and around. And I actually came from a small town called Plains, which was four miles from Wilkes-Barre. Plains. I remember Plains, now that you're saying it. Yeah, sure. Plains High, yeah. Yeah, Plains High School. We had some of the best football players yeah. back then. That that played in the NFL, the uh, uh, Lou Michaels and Walt Michaels from West Wyoming. We had a ton of, of ball players that played in baseball and football. Well, there was a family out there in Scranton, the Hashem family, Hashem, Tommy and Never, Hashem. Yeah, they were gangsters. Out of, out of New York. <laughs> well, I tell you what, but nice as I got people, older, very nice people. You know. As I got older and occasionally went to Scranton for a couple of different things, clubs or whatever, I found the Scrantonian people. Uh, and then I went to work in, in New York uh, for TWA in, in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, and I could relate to the Scrantonians. They had a New York way about them. Yes, they, exactly. They, they were closer to New York yeah. than they were to Wilkes-Barre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of wise guys. <laughs> a lot of wise guys. Yeah, when the bars closed, the after hours opened up. That was it. <laughs> right across the street from the Casey Hotel. We only had to walk now, across my the street. My, my, my grandfather used to send me to the bar down the road to get him two pierogi, two pierogi cigars and a and a, and a quart of uh, a <laughs> beer. I was seven, five, seven, seven years old, and I'd be able to buy beer and pierogi. Yeah, they those yeah, they took care of you, sure. John, listen, I gotta let you go because we're running over here, but I want you right, stay, hold, on, hold stay on the stay on the line because yeah, stay on the line because he's going to get everything off of you. And call me, call me whenever you get a chance. I'd like to talk to you off the air. I, I promise you I will, John. I promise you. Hey, thanks. All right, buddy. Bye. All right, we're, we're done. We're off. We're, we're off the air. I got to say goodbye. The, the, the producers tell me, say goodbye. Get off the phone, he said. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. 